we are back for another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 153, February 26th. My name is Ethan Challoway, joined by the lovely Chris Salona. Brand new, clean-shaven Chris Salona. Chris, how are you, dude? I feel like a little schoolboy, Ethan. This is the first time in one year, one calendar year to the day, actually, um, oh, yeah? that I had been clean-shaven. I didn't intend it that way. I was I, I had grown a beard for the last like month and a half, and I was like, fuck it. I don't like the way I look with a beard. So I shaved it off in a, in a with the intent to go back to my traditional mustache, and then I let the uh, intrusive thoughts win and couple of swipes of that razor blade later and i was looking like a like a preteen swedish boy or something yeah um, i don't know uh, it's gonna take some adjustment it's all right you'll get through it you know a couple days of mourning but then you know I'm you'll just proving that it. i have control over something you know yeah you gotta do it you gotta do it just like people grow their hair out sometimes you gotta cut your hair exactly you that, that'll be next i've been growing my hair out for almost a year now so uh, that that won't it won't be long before I decide to do that as well and, and get rid of that. But yeah. all things must pass. That's right. Including that the month of February. Someday come back. Yeah. Exactly. Thank God, man. Um the month of February went by faster than shoot, faster than anything. Any dude, month of any month of the year so far. And <laughs> considering it's just against January. Consider January's undefeated in that regard. And I know I think you'll feel the same way. Um but I kind of feel that February was just kind of um, we're crowded at the start line right now, and as soon as February ends, like the gates are going to open, and the entire year is just going to go. Like things That's are things point, are about yeah. to pick up very quickly. I feel like this is our last chance to get some good rest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once once March hits, it's going to be off to the races, uh, and we're not going to be able to stop. Yes, it seems like it's going to really steam ahead you know and go go fast and yeah. i'm ready dude live fast die young and i'm ready exactly. for it <laughs> exactly <laughs> man let's do it's it it's better to burn out than fade away neil young yeah we've all we've been talking about how we've been checking in this past month and everything's good we're in the script it's good we're in control i feel like we're about to lose control <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> we're about to lose control and i you know what i'm ready for it yeah. That's why you rest, so you exactly. can handle this we, type we, of stuff. We took care of ourselves, and we're prepared for this moment. Uh, it's to go it's on like a that sense. Yeah, it's like that sense where you just uh, like it's too quiet. You know, something something's, something's going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been like that around here. It's been a little too quiet. So. It's We're ready this, for it. Yeah, it's the same thing as in <laughs> in the OC. Whenever anybody is telling somebody else confidential information, <laughs> the person that they're talking about always happens to pop up right behind Every them. Every single time. That's how I feel. Time. It's like, oh, I'm taking care of myself, and then boom, March is going to be here, and then it's just going to be hard to kind of get your arms around it again. Um, but yeah. with that, all, all that being said. Um, it's still February. We're recording on the 24th, a couple of days before this episode comes out. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, doing very well. It was a good week, productive. Yeah. Um, found time to relax and and get you know get zoned in. Find my you know do my practices that I've been trying to keep up with and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I think I'm gonna try to I'm trying to sleep under the stars tonight at some some place. So nice. Go get in the get in the nature. I need a night under the stars, you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, dude, it's going really good. Like I said, I've just been looking at some plans I have in the spring, and it's gonna it's gonna speed up. Yeah. Um, but for right now, in this moment, in the present tense, I'm doing really well. Just for today, I am free. 
Yeah. How about you, Chris? How are you? I'm good. Uh, this week went by really, really quickly for me, um, but it was a really good week. Um, had a lot of a bunch of PRs in the gym the last week or so, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, hanging out with some of my friends, enjoying that, making making good memories and whatnot, and uh, just doing what I need to do. So I, I feel pretty good. I, I did not sleep nearly as much as I should have last night. I stayed up way, way, way too late. Um, but that happens and, uh, I've got nothing on the calendar for today besides this podcast. So, um, once I wash my hands of what I need to wash my hands of, I'll be, I'll be off the hook. Amen. That sounds great. And this episode, we are going to be talking a little bit more about creativity and inspiration, and it's going to revolve around the great John Frusciante. And I'm pretty excited about it, Chris. He's an artist that obviously everybody knows from the Chili Peppers, but he has a lot more um, going on in his solo life and just his creative process that, you know, Chris, we're not going to claim to be, you know, very, how do you say it? I don't know, historical. Scholarly educated sources. Yeah, we know a little bit about Frusciante and his work and some of his stuff, but there is a deep hole that you can get into and 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 is probably really enjoyable that um, could happen in the future for us, but we decided to do the podcast today. So we have the knowledge that we have, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) It it, it is what it is. Well, Ethan, people forget that we did a podcast episode on Unlimited Love, the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, like a year and a half ago. So this isn't completely uncharted waters for us, but uh, they're definitely deep water. Um, But kind of, you know, the analogy we used earlier of just kind of, you know, when you lose control you just kind of got to let it go that's what we're going to do today like we can't possibly get our arms around you know someone like Frusciante and 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 his creative thought process but we're going to get into it uh and explain it and and kind of chat about what it means to us because you know we're relatively new to I think his solo catalog in terms of really getting into it and also the man uh I did not know a whole lot of his background until very recently preparing for this episode but I think that's a common theme of this show is just kind of talking about creativity and inspiration and and thought process that creates art and creates the connection through art. And, uh, I'm very impressed and I admire greatly, uh, how Frusciante approaches his work, um, and how he has been able to make things that mean something to people. Um, so it'll be fun to chat about that with you today. Yes, very much. So we are moving into our creative and inspiration stage of of yeah. our work yeah this is phase three <laughs> this is phase three we're going to be pushing everybody to create to try and to believe in what's next because that is where we're at <laughs> so. yeah well it was funny last week we were chatting with chris and i think you said something to the effect of yeah i just really want to be able to i want to create something that i can look back on and he's like well what do you think you guys are doing with this podcast like you guys mm-hmm. gonna be able to look back on that and that really stuck with me and i think that's informed kind of a lot of the ways that i've been thinking about my life and, and this project uh yeah. recently you know since since we had that conversation with him last week All right so this is the part of the show where we'd like to thank the people that support us so if you want oh, yeah. to be one of those people we have a patreon um, set up that you can go and give two, five, or ten dollars each week. Just small commitment, small commitment. If we give you, if we give you joy or give you a, a sense of, I don't know, safety every Monday morning. Every Monday morning, because sometimes that's how it is. When I put on the podcast, I listen Shelter too often. From the storm. Yeah, it's like it's like wearing your favorite hat. You just feel safe, you know. Mm-hmm. You just put it on, and you're like, all right, I'm good. You put those headphones in, you're like, yeah. The, 
the voice of Bill Simmons, the voice of Chris Solana. Like I'm good. <laughs> oh Jesus! So Nightmare. if we're if we're a few of, if if we're that to you guys, please consider uh, being a part and being a part of the community and supporting, doing your part. You know, we say it all the time. It's like a shitty cup of coffee. So, yeah. Absolutely. We have our top level to thank. I'll pass yes. it over to Chris. <laughs> we do have our top level to thank. And that's where I come in. Um, I'm trying to see around my microphone here. It's a little little challenging here today. <laughs> Shaking the cobwebs off my first hiccup with the Patreon list of 2024. But, uh, you know, once once I step into the batter's box right here, I'm just going to crank it out of the park. So I was like, to yeah, thank... you called timeout. I saw you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you get one with the new rules. So now I'm stepping back in. There's nothing I can do. I got these heaters bearing down upon me. So uh, here we go. I would like to thank our top tier supporters over on Patreon. And those individuals are Russell. What the fuck is up? Denny's Sherry Matthews, Laura and Irene, Millie, Nikki, six pile of punk, Chris, LSMS, King Buzzo stole my hair, Keith White, Granny Grunge, Jade Mercado, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Gochu John, Fuck Soup, Faith Bittner, Eric R. Berry, Epona, D-Boat, Doug Endy, Down in a Hole, Flat Out Fucked, Eddie Vedder Got Me Through My Second Divorce, Corden Stewart, Kara K, The Blue Owl, and Black Hole Sean. Another day. Incredible. Another one. Another day. Knocked, knocked it out of the park. It's great. Yeah. Additionally, Ethan, there's other ways that you can show support for us. Uh, and one of them we chatted with Chris about last week is leaving reviews. We implored people to download his app. I still think you should do. Uh, and he was pissed because nobody had really given a review. And he's like, motherfuckers, like if you guys can download the app and use it, you can write a little bit of reviews. Um, and mm -hmm. I noticed, I, I checked in, because uh, I'm so used to people not writing reviews that I don't check very often anymore. And I was uh, preparing for this episode and pleasantly surprised to see that we got two reviews at the end of last month. Um, I'd like to read them today. They're both five-star reviews, which is good because we will read all reviews, even if they're one star. We've done that before. Um, but one of the reviews uh, from somebody who calls themselves Cranky Calvinist says, I don't know how I missed this pod the last few years, but I'm loving it. It warms my heart to hear how much grunge is still loved. This podcast is an easy and fun listen at the gym while driving or even when I'm doing my chicken coop cleans. So, I mean, get you a podcast that, can, that has that type of range. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's us. And then the other review is a five-star review uh, from somebody that calls themselves Cycle Poet. And they say, as someone who was a teenager in the early 90s when grunge made its impact, it puts a smile on my face knowing there are people who weren't around at that time who enjoy and appreciate that genre and era. The host's musical knowledge goes beyond grunge as well. Great banter between the hosts with some occasional life philosophy thrown in as well. Keep up the great work. Well, I've got some great news for you, Cycle Poet, because we're going to be getting into the mind of Frashanti today. <laughs> Which is both non-grunge, non a little bit of philosophy. We're going to knock it all out. Oh, and yeah. you know what? I love I love those reviews because that's exactly we want to be a nice banter you can listen to anywhere, yep. even while you're doing the busy work, like cleaning the chicken coop. And you're gonna get some you're gonna start thinking deep, a little yeah. philosophy in there. Yeah. Man, this Chris, is the space I, do, that we're trying to cultivate. I think we know what we're doing, man. This is I think this we is do. great. It's very this good. Is, I'm I'm happy about this. Oh uh, yeah, this is awesome. So without further ado, let's start getting into some of the episode. So what we've been doing uh past maybe past year have we been doing this day of music for a year i feel like it doesn't seem like, like it but at the same been time like half a year i mean time time's fast uh, september so. yeah i think we, i think we i remember coming up with it uh or whatever like it's a very original thought oh very original <laughs> yep we do all we figure out all this stuff on our own as well <laughs> yes we do yeah we were there we research okay so let's start with some birthdays i'll let you go first because i didn't um 
I'm not sure who. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I well, I know who this is. And I have to say this is a pretty stacked this day in music, which is good because last week we omitted it because it sucked. Last um, couple of weeks. It last sucked. couple of weeks have been really tough scraping the bottom of the barrel, but we've got some heavy hitters now. Uh, and today is February 26th. And on this day in 1928, the 1950s and 60s blues, R&B, and just popular music legend, the mighty Fats Domino was born. <laughs> Um, and it's just that classic, like fifties, like sixties, kind of like solely like doo kind of sound, um, that Fats Domino was able to do. Um, and he was just a mainstay of the era. And I, I was reading earlier, they're like, while not one of the most prolific or most creative, he was the most, he was one of the most consistent of the era. And I really relate to that. Like, I'm not trying to be the most prolific. I just want to be consistent. What an absolute juggernaut of a name. Fats, Fats domino. domino, like that's something that if you had to choose, like you're choosing the character, and you get to pick both your first and last name, like Domino, oh, yeah. great last name. And then Fats, dude, phew, come on, that's like that's an awesome, that's an awesome R&B, like oh yeah, stage name, whatever. That's so good. Happy yeah. for him. That's um, absolutely okay, fantastic. Four years later, 1932, Johnny Cash is born in Kingsland, Arkansas. The, the man in black. The man in black, not the king. King Elvis. It happens. Johnny Cash, man. Uh, you know, doesn't need to, don't need to say much. Um, but going back and listening to his stuff and his stories and, and all that is always a treat when I get into it. Like I said, there's uh, some of the jailhouse session on Saturdays here that they play like a lot of his, that a lot of the stuff he did for the, uh, the, the prisons and jails oh and, yeah san quentin Folsom prison mm-hmm. and, fantastic uh, it's stuff very interesting life obviously yeah. yeah there was a um i think i've mentioned this to you before but um really really good interview he did with uh kurt loader like a month before he died and um it was the end of the interview and kurt uh, kurt loader asked johnny cash you know do you ever kind of think about death um, you know, now that your wife has passed away and everything and, and Johnny Cash like looks him dead in the face. He's like, he's like, Oh, I believe my life will end very soon. You know, I'm 71 years old. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about his faith, uh, you know, and how he's never like turned his back on his faith and the way he believes and everything. And then the last question of the interview is so moving. Uh, Kurt Loder sits there and, and, and he asks him, he's like, where do you think we all go? And Johnny's like, where do we go? You mean when we die? And he just says, well, we all hope to go to heaven and just nods his head. And then the interview fades to black. And then he died, mm. you know, weeks later. Um, really, really wild. But Johnny Cash, king. Absolutely. We all king. hope to go to heaven. I love that. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Moving forward, uh, something that hits at the crux of grunge Bible here uh, on this day in 1943, Bob the Bear Height of Canned Heat was born. And uh, if you remember our uh, our smash hit episode from last <laughs> summer on Canned Heat, uh, which was a uh, one of the more complex episodes that we've ever had to record, um, but it was, it, was, <laughs> it was a really special one. Um, so happy birthday to the late, great Bob the Bear Height. I hope everybody out there realizes how important this is because so we do this day in music and obviously February 26, 2024, it could fall on any day of the week, right? But it has to be um, a Monday for us to record or to have a podcast. So the fact that it's actually the man's birthday comes up, you know, it's once every seven years, right? Or leap year, maybe it moves a little bit once every five, six years that, you know, Christmas is on a Sunday type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It takes yeah. a while. 
So we're, we hit the jackpot with this one. We really did. Because <laughs> we otherwise we would never be able to experience Bob the Bear's birthday. Right. Except for, day. you know, yeah. I mean, I guess we'd probably still find a way. But yeah. um, incredible, incredible human uh, to watch perform and do his thing in Canned Heat. And we oh, love yeah. that band. Special place. Special we place do. in the heart. Yeah. It's about time to dust off Canned Heat here. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. All right, moving to 1953, Michael Bolton is born. Happy Heart birthday, throb. Michael Bolton. Heartthrob. Um, <laughs> man, what's that put him at? 81? 81 71. years old? 71, yeah. 53, if my math is correct. 71. Yeah, 71. <laughs> I, thought we were, I thought it was 34. I thought we were 10 years ahead. <laughs> I mean, time, the way time's been moving, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that's great. Um, oh, let's yeah. see. Do we want to go right to what we now? Nah, I guess we'll do the next one. Do you want? Go yeah, ahead. we'll 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 move through these pretty quickly. Um, so on February twenty sixth, nineteen ninety five, um, Led Zeppelin duo Jimmy Page and Robert Plant kicked off a year long tour, uh, supporting their uh, duo reunion album No Quarter, which I believe was a lot of remakes of Lep's, of Zeppelin material. Uh, and I'll tell you, some of those Page and Plant shows that they did uh, in the mid nineties are really really important and really special. Um, they sounded great and seemed like they were having a lot of fun doing it. I also love um, Jimmy Page went on to uh, record, I think, at least one live album and tour for a while with the Black Crows, um, which is really, really cool. They're one of my favorite bands. And um, it was really cool to hear the Crows do, um, you know, some Zeppelin songs and, and for Chris Robinson to take vocals on that. And also for, um, you know, Jimmy Page to contribute to some Black Crows songs live. I thought that was really cool. So um, mm -hmm. I'll probably, I'll I'll probably go up. on and go back and listen to some 90s uh, era Page and Plant. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. That sounds like exactly what I need today. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And more crows. I need some more crows. Oh, Not, yeah. More black crows. I mean, have my, I've had my counting crows in the past couple of weeks. We have, sure. yeah. We have. We're, we're crossing a lot of time and space with these episodes lately. But important. They're all, they're all important people, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so moving on to 2008, drummer Buddy Miles dies of congestive heart disease in Austin, Texas at age 60. I had to put this on there because this man is the founder of the big beat. The founder and, of and the something big beat. that something that is is dear to you and uh <laughs> very, very important. So uh yeah, any any thoughts on the big beat now that <laughs> now I mean, the time has I mean, passed? Now now the time is passed. I mean sixteen years since he passed, but yeah. you know. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. So Buddy Miles, he was the drummer for uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix's band, and then he went on to record and release a lot of music uh, under his own name, you know, with with different musicians. Um, but there was one song that really hit me um, that he did a version of, uh, and it really really struck me in the summer of 2021. Um, and it was his, uh, his 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 performance of Dreams. I think it was released in 1970 or something like that. But um, that was the the epicenter of the big beat, and there was just something about it. Uh, the situation that I put myself in at the time when I heard that really made it. Um, at the time, you couldn't have told me that it that it wasn't the best song ever made. Um, and that's really all I need to say about that. Um, I love that. I love yeah. those when you were like, this is, this I was fully is convinced the that the greatest song in recorded human history was dreams by Buddy miles. Um, and you know what? Now that in there's that, like, yeah, I was, I was saying in that moment, Chris, it was, well, that's the thing. I mean, from, from it's been almost three years since I had that experience. And to this day, like there's still part of my brain that thinks that I right. could be and convinced. It, and, and at one and point I again, I, I will it, be, I think it always will too. Oh, yeah. There'll always be a part of you that believes that. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. 
Um, okay, we actually have a few very important things that came up on the calendar that happened to miss coming out on a Monday. And one of those is on February 17th, we lost Taylor Hawkins. I'm sorry, Taylor Hawkins' birthday. His, his, his birthday. death day is coming up. Yeah, I believe at the end of March, March twenty yeah. seventh or something. So yeah, we we missed it. We talked about it on the page, obviously, when it was his birthday on the seventeenth, but we didn't mention it on the show. Um, and this kind of like mid late February is pretty busy in terms of you know births right. and deaths here. Um, so we had Taylor Hawkins' birthday on the seventeenth. We had Kurt Cobain's birthday on the twentieth, um, and Mark Arm's birthday on the twenty first. Uh, both of which we uh, discussed on the page. But I think in the past we had done episodes on Kurt's birthday about him and, and we yeah. had planned to do that this year, but um, you know, we decided to, uh, to sit down with Chris last week. So um, we will, we'll definitely get some Kurt conversation in here soon. And then lastly, uh, just a few days ago was the second anniversary of Mark Lanigan's death. Um, I remember we did an episode on him at the time right after he passed away. And then we did one uh, this past fall, actually, uh, mm -hmm. kind of getting into his solo catalog that was um, really good one to do. And I'm glad that we did it. And I miss miss that guy a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been listening. I listened to him a good bit on like Wednesday, I believe. Mm -hmm. Dangerous territory, but I was ready for it. And it was, oh, it yeah. was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was very wonderful. So, yeah, so a lot of a lot of people that important people in the music scene that you can go back and kind of think about and that's important but today what we're going to think about and talk about is john frashante john and Frechante. um so you guys know him for his time at the chili peppers he was born march 5th 1970 in queens new york and uh throughout the years he played with chili peppers in we'll say three stints um he wasn't an original member they believe the band started in 82 and he joined in 88 and he mm -hmm. was with them for four years till 92. And he took a break until 98 to 2009. He was in the band and he took another 10 year break and then it's 2019 to present. So he's kind of been on and off and he's talked about how, um, in the beginning, I mean, it was his favorite band kind of growing up and wanted to be a part of, and then he was in the band and they had a lot of success and there was a lot of pressure to kind of create music. And he felt that it kind of stifled his creativity. So he had to step away. And that is probably the best way to, if we're going to describe Frashante like at all today, that's the best way to do it. Like he was in a position where he felt like his creativity was being stifled. So he stepped away because he didn't want to take away from his creative process and his inspiration. And he knew that he needed to do that in order to keep the music kind of authentic. And we've been talking about this a lot too, is how bands they make stuff they make new stuff and it seems kind of planned and and not that I mean, not that planning is bad but very like influenced i guess by today and and Frashanti never wanted that to happen like he wanted the music to speak for itself for it to be whatever it is and um and we'll kind of get into that cuz i feel when i listen to it, it it is a lot of that i mean it's a lot of like take it as it is like this is the creative this is what came out of of mm -hmm. the guitar and him and so I, I, I enjoy that he was able to step away and come back. I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, it's not that he was saying goodbye forever and it was just a ton of, ton of beef. He just had to work on himself and, and, mm -hmm. and be creative and, you know, and, and, let, and let himself be, which is great. Yeah. And, and, and you just mentioned right at the end of that kind of something that I think about with him is just kind of, um, I mean, he did the work. Um, he did the work from a very early age to just absolutely master the guitar. He did his homework. Um, 
I had I didn't know the origin story of how he joined the Chili Peppers, but their original guitarist had died, as we said. He passed away in '88, and then uh, Frusciante was just 18 at the time; couldn't have been over 18. Um, you know, was able to join the band. Religious fan, knew the catalog, so you know, so he had done the work. And then as he traveled through his career and his life, you know, in the public eye and and being this creative force, you know, amongst a creative force within itself with the chili peppers um you know discovering different things and struggling with different things and i think you know coming into contact with fame uh and dealing with that and 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 realizing and understanding what his relationship should be with those things and also coming into contact with drugs and alcohol uh and getting derailed by those for a long time and and you know being able to do the work um you know, both within his mind and, and, and with his actions uh, and with his lack of actions, you know, to stay away from those things and to, um, you know, really kind of discover the path that he wanted to walk on. It was really, really interesting, uh, you know, just to begin to learn about him. And you had shared with me an interview that he did, um, and it's available on YouTube. I'm, I'm not quite sure when it was from. Um, it was from the documentary called The Heart is a Drum Machine. Um, and uh, it was uh, discussing one of John Frusciante's solo albums, Emperian. Um, and I'll tell you, like, you sent it to me, and it just completely started hitting for me, just the way that he was talking about the creative process, you know, kind of how it starts in this inaccessible place even before your brain, uh, and how you yourself as a person has to step aside kind of and just let the art and, and the music kind of come to you and, and, and flow through you. Um, and it was really, really interesting. And, and I really gained a huge appreciation for his creativity and, and the depth that he has to him, both as a person, his philosophy and how he approaches the music. Yeah. And the comments all reflected that same thought, those same thoughts. Everybody's like, this is, you learn so much about creativity and, and vulnerability because a lot of people are scared to open up with, because, you know, so he like stutters and you, you can tell he's processing the entire time for this mm -hmm. conversation. It's like 45 minutes and he's just process, kind of stumbling, processing, trying to get it out. And, and that is really raw creativity kind of going and people, they want to be so, you want to be so done up in an interview and make sure that it's like, you know, concise and like well thought out. And mm -hmm. this is the opposite. This is just him talking and going and, and you get really authentic kind of um, authentic look into his brain and how he does um, think about music and how it's created. And um, it's, um, it's amazing. It's really, it's really is great. And that's the nice part about him. You can tell people are really creative when you look up interviews and there's, there's a good bit of them, right? He's not, he wasn't afraid to talk about the process and what was going on and, and the inspiration behind it. There's a whole bunch of them. And, um, you know, you don't have that with every artist. There's a lot of people that, I mean, they kind of keep I don't know. They just don't, they just don't do that. They're just not as open about it. And, um, yeah. I think he was, he was, he was very good at that. Well, that's the um, thing. I think like every artist, they, they have, they have their methodology with what works for them, right. To get into that space, to make it. Um, but I've, I think it's few and far between you get the artists that will, you know, talk at length and, and take you into their mind in the way that he does and the way that he has and the way that, you know, almost by listening to his music, I think a lot more so than, some other musicians like his music itself is a gateway into his mind and the creative process. And I mean, just by evidence of his career arc, you know, in the genres that he's worked with and the mediums that he's worked in, you know, uh, 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they were a funk band when he started, right? Uh, and then he brought with him a lot of blues and a lot of heavier guitar and I think really transformed their sound. Um, and then when he started releasing solo records, he's released a bunch of them. He, he was kind of like DIY, um, you know, yeah. bedroom, you know, acoustic, uh, you know, rock, like super, super unproduced, rough around the edges. And, and then he does something like Shadows Collide with People that's just a really interesting listen in the best way and really challenges you. And then, you know, as he got into the 2010s, I mean, he was doing electronic music. Um, and I think the ability that he has seemingly to kind of go to areas that challenge him um, and areas that he's interested in without worrying about what people are going to think about it or worrying about, you know, how much volume it's going to do or how popular it's going to be. Um, it just seems like somebody that's done the work and has gone through things to kind of, he's found the best guiding light for him, uh, which is really, really cool. And this is coming from somebody like, I'm not really a huge fan of the chili peppers. Like I don't listen to them. I, I have next to no knowledge really about their music. Um, especially as it relates to other uh, bands that we talk about here. But uh, Frushanti has always been somebody that I've been intrigued by and I've enjoyed a lot. Um, and I'm excited that we've kind of begun to learn more about him. So looking at his solo discography, yeah, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia and I'm looking, I was counting it up, and he has like basically 23 releases, whether full albums, EPs, some are just released online. And that's a lot of music. Right. And yeah, there was a, a time, fuck ton of music. I think it was 04, right? 04, 06, where he released four albums in one year. Yeah. Like 40, 45 songs, Insane. basically. Insane. And like some of this stuff, like the notes next to it, like, you know, taking take his second album, taken off the market in 98 off of Frashanti's request and remains out of print. The one was like only, only pressed 1,500 vinyls. Like it's very, like if you want to own a copy, I mean, I'm probably, probably it's a lot is on yeah it's on spotify but a lot of this stuff is not like it's not heavily produced and heavily put out there right and um he's talked a few times about his solo career and he says as far as my solo record i don't want a gold record or anything i'm happy to be small and to have the people appreciate the music who really like me for being me and then he later says i'm not interested in forcing my music on people and that's what the music that's what the whole music industry nowadays is based on, is forcing stations to play it, forcing people to listen to it. And both those things are, you know, the crux of, of what he is trying to do. Like, he, he doesn't care. He wants, and that's like his message. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, this, this is great inspiration. Like I saw somebody put something that I play guitar and I get caught up all the time, but then I, I watch this and I realize that, you know, the create the process is mine and it can go mm -hmm. as far as I want. And that's that is the beauty of it. It doesn't need to be picked up by anybody or really heard by the masses to be good. Yeah. And he lived it, you know. I love it. Yeah, he's it's it's just unbelievable. Like it's it's one of those musicians and, and I think there's always artists that, you know, have such longevity um and have seemingly lived dozens of lives throughout their creative tenure right oh, yeah uh, and and, he, and he's one of them and, and the crazy thing like as it relates to the era where i think he's most popular right like 
blood sugar sex magic era, you know, stadium arcadium, like that, like the nineties and two thousands, like he was young, like he was born in 1970. Like he's, he's 50, he's, he'll be 54 this year. I mean, as it relates to a lot of his peers and, and even a lot of the people that are in the chili peppers with him, like he is young. And I mean, his creative output is so prolific. Um, I mean, he's been doing it for, you know, the statistical majority of his life. Um, and he's, he's still, you know, he's just as good. And the fact that they made the call back to him in 2019 and brought him back into the Chili Peppers, I think is such a treat um, to the fans of that band in a way that I don't fully understand. And and, and I see a lot of um, a lot of Chili Peppers fans, they'll talk about it, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, some of their guitarists. I mean, Dave Navarro was in the Chili Peppers. Josh Klinghoffer was in the Chili Peppers for a while. Like incredible musicians, right? But like when there's just something about it, like when Frushanti steps on the stage, <laughs> it's just it's just this like synergy that, you know, yes. you can't get with anything else. Yeah, it's, it's very like that clear. key player in a lineup, right? Like you know, there's something about, like you could have the the greatest lineup, but like you know, when you're when when your stud first baseman is in the lineup, like it just doesn't click in the way that it does. Yeah, I mean, is. it's very comparable. So you got like Taylor, we lose Taylor Hawkins for the Foo, and and they're going to keep mm -hmm. playing with with Freeze and right. But but there's such an element of identity within Taylor that is, you know, maybe even ten x with John being the guitarist for. Yeah. Chili Peppers, the way that he would play the solos, like you look back in his solo stuff in within the songs, like his Danny California solo is just incredible. Mm. Um, you know, Wet Sand and uh, Don't Forget Me, I love that one. That's yeah. the, like the way that he solos and takes it. I mean, that is the Chili Peppers sound that pretty much everybody loves. You yes. know what I mean, I mean, we love we love bass on or we love Flea on bass and and mm -hmm. chad on drums and they're all important but the guitar brings this the chili peppers it brings it brings it to, to life, life you know and i think it makes it so accessible because i think there's maybe a lot a lot of you know people who hear him on the radio like you, uh, your top 40 music listener in 2006 was not going to listen to danny california and be like wow like the bass guitar is really popping off here no they're talking about the fucking solo mm -hmm. um you know and and i mean he just brings those songs to life um and he plays with such confidence and just with such um, collection of so many influences in a way that all the greats do, uh, because that's what he is. I mean, he's one of the greats. He, he really is. Sorry. <laughs> Taken over by the power of Frusciante. I know, I am. No, he he really is a special guitarist, and I'm, I'm excited to listen to some more Chili Peppers and some of their live stuff. I actually really want to go see them now. Like, And that was one that we've talked about, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good i'm good on the chili mm -hmm. peppers but yeah but they are one of the bands that have all the original members like for the most you know the core group is still there playing and uh we don't want to take that for granted you know i yeah. mean these guys have all struggled and have struggles over the years so to have them still here is not common in the music world we know yeah. this. i mean to have john here i mean he was on death's doorstep in a lot of different ways um, yeah. you know, because of his addictions and just different things that he was struggling with. So, I mean, the shit, the fact that he's here, um, right. you know, that says it all. We're really so lucky. Hopefully, yeah. So, and their live stuff is uh, a treat to watch for sure. Oh and listen yeah. To. Like, I mean, it is definitely one of those like, yeah, their, their studio stuff's really good, but let them jam, let them get going. And, mm. uh, and you'll, and it's amazing. And seeing them on stage, like seeing them just be. You know, Anthony does his job dancing while everybody's soloing and jamming, and yeah. and you got Flea, Fleas, you know, out there and um, you know, right up in front of Frusciante while he's soloing. So it's good. And I'll um, tell you, Ethan, 
as it relates to his solo stuff, I love John's voice. Oh yeah. I think it's better I than totally. Anthony's. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's, I, I, I would agree. Almost. I think it's, it's better than Anthony Kiedis's voice. Yeah, dude. He, yeah, he has a way with it. So I remember the first time I listened to, um, I heard one of his songs, it was the past recedes. And this was probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago when it came up on a playlist and, and I was like, I know that voice. I know that. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, shoot, John Frusciante. I was like, he has solo stuff. I didn't really know. Same thing happened cause... to me with Shadows Collide one time a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, you just don't really know. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. I was like, this is like, this is really cool. And when you hear um, bands, um, when you hear artists have like solo work outside of the band, it's, re- it's always really intriguing because then they take what their creat- creative side and they get to produce exactly that, right? It's not gonna. It's not. As, it's not collaborated, right? Yeah. So they don't have Flea coming in with his baseline that you have to put in because it's Flea. <laughs> you flea. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, he, we we want to build here. Like he can keep it at whatever level he wants. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I started listening to it, and and it really um, was fantastic. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and I wrote, you know, his voice for some reason, his guitar style and the way that he sings on all this stuff, he has a sense this sense of longing in his vocals that I love. And as, you know, if you're a Chili Pepper fan, you know, the lyrics are, you know, come and go as far as if they're deep or not, it's kind of like on there. And, and for Shanti, for his lyrics, I mean, I've, I've, it could be, it could be anything, but for some reason, just the way that his guitar and his vocals kind of pair together, I'm Mm -hmm. always, I'm always in a, a state of wonder where you're kind of yeah. looking to yes. say what's next. And it's just like a very, it's like a longing feeling for, you know, to, for the next thing, for the next relationship, for re- relief, you know, for something. And, and mm-hmm. you're just, you're in this state and I, you know, that's a very authentic state to get people to feel. And uh, it's yeah. good. And I think the coolest thing about this conversation that we're having, and I'm glad that we're choosing to have it on this podcast is the fact that, I'm sure there's people there, there's going to be people here listening to this that know, you know, encyclopedically the Chili Peppers and and, and John's work and everything. And I can't wait to kind of have this conversation after this is released of, you know, people hopefully, you know, having some suggestions and stuff because we're just scratching the surface on this. And, uh, um, you know, I kind of like that conversational element that we have, you know, when we release an episode like this and people will Mm -hmm. will chat back and forth. So uh, the, the inbox is open. 100%. 100%. Yeah, this, I think I, I wrote down too, I was like, for some reason, I, you know, I get Frusciante's sound, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the wheelhouse of, you know, it reminds me of like, it's like PD, Modest Mouse, the front bottoms, the people that we enjoy, like the Built to Spill, I don't know, the kind of music that I really like. It, it fits right in there with that. Yeah. It's kind of unad- unadulterated kind of music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's dirty. Mm-hmm. It's not clean and yeah. like it was really like attracted to that in, yeah. in music making. Well, he said himself in the in that interview that I referenced for that documentary, um, you know, he was talking about um how a lot of times like the 
environmental, the disadvantages of your environment or the limitations that have been placed on you are often the things that kind of propel you to perfection and to creativity. Uh, and I think that comes through with a lot of his music. I mean, some of his earlier solo stuff was like super, super unproduced, as I said, but there's just something beautiful about that and perfect about that. Um, in the same way that some of his really, really produced stuff, you know, um, brings different elements. And, and I like that, you know, it's like perfection and creativity can be found anywhere. Um, and, you know, to kind of go back to um, something we talked about earlier, <laughs> Canned Heat, or there's this performance, I, I think it was Woodstock Boogie or something, or Fried Hockey Boogie. At the end, Bob Height, you know, he just chimes in at the end. He's like, love can be found anywhere. Uh, and I And I think, you know, a lot of things can be found anywhere if you just kind of let it come to you and you're open to, uh, you know, things maybe presenting themselves in different ways. And John is a champion of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the interview, he, um, he talks a little bit about Jimmy, pa uh, not Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix and his work and how it's just he's an incredible guitar player. Mm -hmm. And but he said the best picture of Jimmy is not anything, you know, you see of him but it's his music like that's the best representation is just taking his music and that oh yeah is showing you jimmy's soul and like who he is and and i think that's a good reminder you know it's like what people create um is like the best way to kind of look into you know their feelings and to understand them more and to listen to and that's all all of this music that he does you know i feel like he had a really good sense of where he's at and you know that's what we have Absolutely. That's John Frusciante. This is our right at the beginning of getting into him. And, and I think it would be cool maybe like, fuck, if we're still doing this. I mean, I think we will like a year from now. It's like what we've learned and, and yeah. how, how he's impacted us. That would be fun to revisit in the same way that we have with some of the grunge albums that we've talked about. It was. It would definitely. I think we should really consider that and come back and maybe we'll get him on the pod. <laughs> He's in, yeah, he's exactly into, he, he's into just, interviews so dial him up nice and easy wow that would be that would be fantastic yeah and i think yeah we'd be uh you know remiss to if we left out that thank god for prashanti because he he saved us from 20 years of red hot chili peppers funk <laughs> exactly yeah he put he put an end to the era in the same way that grunge killed hair metal <laughs> we are indebted forever to Frusciante into nevermind by nirvana <laughs> i think that imagine yeah we would no one would know who red hot chili peppers was because they'd just be a funk band maybe <laughs> right and as we said funk can only get so big oh man that's fucking great. awesome um, yeah man he, that was good any last thoughts you have on no i'm I'm comfortable leaving it there i think that was good um i think we got our point across and we told our story which is at the yeah. end of the day that's what we're here to do um mm -hmm. so we we hope if you're listening we hope that you enjoyed that and and maybe um kind of shed some light on something you haven't thought about in a while or shed some light on something you've never thought about or maybe we discussed one of your favorite artists and um you know yeah i don't know it's hard to say yeah. Yeah, if you're out there and you want to listen, you want to find a good place to start for for Shante, I think we like Shadows Collide with People a lot. The one oh, song yeah. on Mission is uh, one of my favorites by him. I think Klinghoffer sings some backups, and there's just mm -hmm. some really good harmonies Mighty going Kling. on. Yeah, some good harmonies going on through it, um, which is really fun. Yeah. Is that going to be um, your song of the week? Uh, no, I, I picked a Chili Peppers song, actually. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I did. Um, and I kind of... I kind of already mentioned it, but I'll say Don't Forget Me is Bingo. 
incredible, has really a really nice build at the end, and also just um, an awesome solo by John. So it's totally worth um, taking a listen to, you know. Totally. Yeah. And you'll, nice. you'll, you'll really like it. It's on the By The Way album from uh, 2002. Classic. Great era of the Chili Peppers. My song of the week is going to be from Shadows Collide With People uh, and is going to be In Relief. Um, I love the way that the intro of that song kind of challenges you and it sounds completely different from you know when the song actually begins. And, and Frusciante's vocals are really good. They got some reverby effects to it. Um, it's just a really, really top-tier song uh, that challenges you and is, a, as I said before, an interesting listen. So... Uh, that's my song of the week. So we've got two songs of the week. We got some good chat. We we uh, paid uh, our respects to births and deaths because, as we said, they're happening all the time. So uh, we got to make note of them. Ethan, this was a fun episode to do. Uh, if you're still with us, I hope you also had fun listening to us. Uh, and we look forward to you joining in the conversation in the days and weeks to come. But I think that'll put a lid on episode number 153 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. We're coming up on that three-year anniversary. We got a few episodes left. It's crazy. Yeah, we really are close. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week. Rock and roll.